Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 36 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and the finale of Phantom Blood. Yeah, it's really, really the end of this first uh, bunch of episodes of JoJo. And there's never going to be another single episode of JoJo. I can't. I can't even finish it without laughing. I'm sorry. Let's just yeah. let's just jump in. Get okay. Here we go, guys. Um. We're uh we're jumping into some uh, weird ones this week. Uh it is truly <laughs> bizarre. The the show has earned that name at every point, but uh the the last two episodes of ours that we've done covering it in particular, the first three episodes were bizarre, but not to the level of the next six in any capacity. Oh yeah. Oh no way. Just, I mean like we're you remember when you thought uh, in Hunter x Hunter when a monkey was uh, a monkey's body had a weird head on top of it? Yeah, no, and I'm, that thing didn't talk. It was weird. I'm still well, upset. Be prepared. It gets weirder. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, JoJo's bizarre adventure. I, we should talk about how we feel about part one at the end um, after we've talked about what happens in part one. Because yeah. I, I really want to um, unpack it, but I don't want to spoil anything or like jump ahead. <laughs> Cool. Um, so uh, we have uh, we have recorded our our um, newest episode that's going to be dropping for Patreon subscribers only. Um, it's going to be out for um, a little while to them. Uh, we're just finishing the editing, wrapping today, um, and then uh, Rashad has uh, talked to me about getting that out pretty soon. Uh, so be excited if you are a Patreon subscriber. Um, if you're not yet, um, you should become one so you can totally check it out. Um, so that's our gift to you if you're a Patreon subscriber. Yeah. Um, in other news, though, exchange. I have talked, I have talked to two other awesome podcasts, um, and both of them would like to do a joint episode as well. Um, so we have two more that are coming down uh, pretty soon. Um, one they want to record really soon and another one they want to record in like two or three weeks. Um, so we're going to be figuring that out. Um, what a time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing that just happened, uh, last night. And the only reason I want to talk about this is because I'm just such a massive fan of Guillermo del Toro. Um, and two things just happened in the world of Guillermo del Toro. One does not have to do with anime, but Shape of Water won Best Picture, and then that movie's great. Whoop. And two, Pacific Rim, the second... Uprising. Uh, the Pacific second, Rim Uprising. Yeah, Uprising is about to be coming out. And I have mixed feelings about this, and the biggest reason I wanted to talk about it is because it's very obviously based off of, like, the anime universe in, like, Gundam styles and giant mechs fighting against monsters and stuff like that. Literally called Um, kaiju, which is a Japanese word. Absolutely, yeah. So, I I just, from seeing the previews, I am so, I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't think You're nervous. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think we're gonna. I, also, I think you're gonna hate it, and I think I'm gonna love it, and I think they're gonna be for about the same reasons, which is that it's mostly just smashing. And the, yeah, but, the first one was good, but flawed. But it was cool enough that it wins out. And I think the second one's gonna be the same thing. And I'm I'm here for it. Man, I really just I want it to be good, but like knowing that Guillermo del Toro didn't actually direct it this time, he was just like an associate producer or something on it. Yeah, it was just like oh, so he ah man, I'm very worried about that. I I I always get worried when they stick on somebody's name to the end of something, and it's just like you're just trying to convince us that it's going to be okay, like the first one. From just, remember I when don't. Guillermo del Toro did the first one. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt about it. Um, yeah, that that may be fair. I, I could see it being so bad that it doesn't redeem itself with being awesome. But uh, look, I, uh, I would say for this think... kind of movie, the bar is low for me, and it just has to be cool enough for me to enjoy it. Because I have no expectations. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's smashing I mean, cool, I'm good. I don't think it's going to be on the level of terrible that, you know other giant monster movies have been in the past. I'm looking at you, Godzilla 2000. Um, Godzilla 2000 but... is a treasure. <laughs> Matthew Broderick knows about fish and stuff. <laughs> man, that movie is so bad. That was oh, the man. first um, PG-13 movie I ever saw in theaters. I think. that well, Now I say that, but I did see The Lost World in theaters, and that came out first. So I, it has to be The Lost World. But I I remember Godzilla being significant, so maybe The Lost World got a pass because it was a Jurassic Park movie and there was no way in hell my parents were keeping me out of that theater. But then Godzilla yeah. was like the first official, like, that was like my movie bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah, if they were trying to keep you away from, like, dinosaurs, they were going to have to cut you. <laughs> yeah, my parents have told me so much shit about me as a kid with dinosaurs. Like, we'll see something with dinosaurs on it now. My parents are like... If you were a kid, we'd have to get that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, So, I mean, if you you want to weigh in on uh, what you think Pacific Rim Uprising is going to be like, or if you have seen it by this point and you just want to weigh in on, like, how you feel about it, come chat with us on Reddit or on Twitter. We'd love to chat with you more about it. Um, And also, um, if you... Uh, listen to our Patreon episode. It's going to be about Ninja Scroll. So if you if you want to check that out, you totally should. Um, it's with a joint podcast called Childhood Remastered. Um, they are a badass podcast. You should also go check out. Um, but that's that was one of my favorite episodes we've done so far. It, it was so, a I mean, really, like the show. really fun episode. The guys from Childhood Remastered are a blast. If you've listened to their show... You will know this. If you haven't listened to their show, I would highly recommend it. It's extremely similar to our show. Um, It's a little more loose on the actual episode content and a little more heavy on their take on the content. And they are really fun and funny to listen to. So highly recommend it. If you would like to check out Ninja Scroll, I would caution you that there is some content warnings. It's pretty adult. Um, If you feel like you might be a trigger warning kind of person, you should maybe do a little reading about what's in it before you actually try to sit down and watch it. Um, I knew it was really adult. I was not expecting for the ways that it was adult. So check that out, look it up first, or um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, listen to our episode first to find out what kind of stuff is in it. Um, 
if you're not a trigger warning kind of person, don't worry about it. And uh, I don't want to say what trigger warnings are in there as potential spoilers. But if you are that kind of a person, if you get squicked out by some stuff, go check it out before you watch it to see if it's for you. Yeah. And I mean, just, you know, the characters' names are based off of, like, rock bands and stuff. Okay. That so... makes a little more sense because I That's was wondering. That's why and... is because he's Zeppelin. Oh, Tom Petty is then... Tom Petty. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, this makes so much more sense. Cause are there the are some weird characters. fucking fucking weird names. Um, <laughs> so the, the two main characters are Jojo and Dio. They hate each other. Dio's a vampire and Jojo's, uh, the most muscular human alive. They're sort of half brothers in a sort of legal adoption sense, kind of. Um, in like English takeover other people's countries sense. Sort of. JoJo's father <laughs> adopted Dio into their kind of rich lifestyle. Dio was poor growing up, but his father died and due to an old debt was adopted into the family. But Dio was a son of a bitch at all times and so kind of tried to work it to his advantage. There's a couple of other characters that we're going to see at the beginning. We'll talk about them when we introduce them. I would say there's only one other character that needs to be introduced in the front, and that is Speedwagon, because his name yeah, is Yeah, he's a, he's a wagon full of speed. Um. <laughs> it's, he's just... This show... Uh, anime, in general, tends to be melodramatic. And that's kind of a shtick. And that's one of the one of the barriers to entry, I think, for a lot of people that try out anime and end up not liking it, is that it's just a little too much for them. And if that's you, or if you do like anime, but the melodrama can be a bit much for you, you might not like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and you really <laughs> won't like Speedwagon, because he cannot speak without it being a screaming declaration. It is oh my impossible God. for him. He's like uh, yeah, reading he's all- the newspaper at one point. And he's like screaming about it. It's absurd. There's also the fact that like whenever there is a hat that has been orphaned, apparently Speedwagon is going to adopt it. Um, <laughs> we'll see <laughs> that in this it. episode. Doesn't, doesn't he use it in like an odd job from James Bond way earlier in the series? The first... He uses the first hat that he gets that way, but he's going to adopt a second hat in this episode. <laughs> Speedwagon, adopter of hats. Anyways, so let's go ahead and get into this. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, get started with uh, Tibet, which we've totally been at this whole time. Yeah, um, we're, doing, and- we're doing seven through nine today, which is the last part of part one of JoJo's before there's a time skip. So this is the this is the climax of the first story of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But first, there's a flashback. There's where also we learn two, two climaxes. Things. So get ready. <laughs> what the fuck is this? So there's going to be. There's going to be two things inside of this flashback that we're going to find out about. One, Zapelli was training with this guy named Ton Petty. Um, T O N P E T T I, all one word, not to be confused. Yeah. It is not the and real Ton like, Petty. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> Me too. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways, so so he is training with this guy on top of a rope above a mountain. Um, like the rope is hung precariously between like two giant spires in the sky yeah. and they're like training on this rope. What's the point he's if like, it's not at risk tightropes? So yeah, for real. 
So he's like, um, if you continue on this journey, just be prepared. You're going to die. I don't know when, but if you take my hand, you'll find out. And he's like, fuck it. I want to know. So he like, grabs his hand and this sees is also future. This is a huge thing that we did not know about last time we talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Because Zapelli brings this prophecy of his death out of fucking nowhere. He's been around for a while. And they go into, like, Vampire Town, like, for a bit before he's like, oh, I might die because that one guy said I would. And then, like, we were like, what the fuck? Like, of course you might die. You can die at any time, Titus. And so, like, we're just sitting there like, what is he talking about? But then in this time, in this episode, like, literally, it's like a prophecy with, like, visions that were shown to him. And it makes perfect sense. But before this, he's just like, ah, oh, I might die because that's a thing that might happen. Or <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah. about, dude? And he gets told, specifically his prophecy is that um, he will die releasing a lion after he climbs through a door opened by a child. Um, which is... Uh, a dumb fucking prophecy. Uh, <laughs> releasing a lion. Ooh. That's a metaphor, you guys. There's, there's so It also many sounds weird like a sexual thing. Happen. I'm going to release the lion after a child. Anyways. Oh, God, no. No. Stop after releasing a lion. Nope. 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 Anyways. So. Um, Earn that explicit so tag. Big- this uh this terrible monster named Tarkus um he is he has captured Jojo and he is holding him like hostage inside of this weird like metal contraption around his neck and he's like pulling him up by a chain yeah, like a, holding him and slowly strangling they're him they're basically attached to a chain that sort of runs through the ceiling and there's you can sort of like pull your opponent up to his neck and then break it or decapitate him if you pull strong enough to to kill them and yeah if you once you've killed them you can kind of walk over to them and get the key for your neck lock which is attached to their neck lock so you have to kill yeah. or become friends i guess would be another way out but that's not going to happen so zapella uses his uh, his his like screw kick attack where he's like coming at Tarkus with like both of his feet and he's spinning really fast. And Tarkus in, in, uh, you know, Jojo terms in it's completely normal when he names his attack, um, <laughs> and then wraps a chain around, uh, Zapelli as he's in midair and then ties it around him and pulls Jojo up so hard that he fucking cuts Zapelli in half all the way. Not like, to the spine or anything like it's a clean cut yeah so he pulled really hard <laughs> like is is dying on the floor this happened meanwhile so fast too he's like mm, i might die door open cut in half just immediate <laughs> there was no build-up there was no conflict that he started to yeah. win but then it was ta- there's no drama there was no beginning middle and end it just the beginning middle end end is i got cut in half that's it yeah and so so um speedwagon is having a he's having a complete conniption um, he is. That's he is his default state. When he's fucking yeah. unconscious, he's having a complete conniption. That's zero for yeah. Speedwagon. <laughs> and in his last moment, Zapelli, after being cut in half. By the way, I just watched uh, fucking Walk Hard again, 
and I had forgotten that like Ricky or not Ricky Bobby, but Dewey whatever Cox. his name in Walk Hard, Dewey Cox cut his brother in half, and all I could think about was like that happening <laughs> when I was watching this. <laughs> Anybody out there that does fan art, please make it happen. Please, please do fan art for us. If one thing I ever get out of the show, it is not to make a living off of podcasting, but it's just to get ridiculous fan art that I can place places. So please, people, yeah, we're please give this definitely to me. not making a living off of this. <laughs> yeah, for real. For um, so, <laughs> so uh, let's see. I don't. I haven't even been following along in the notes because I've just been listening to you. Oh, oh, <laughs> fucking Tarkus spits his teeth at JoJo's face. Just... Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay, Because sorry. Zappelli has to give all of his energy to to JoJo and then turn into an old man. Yeah. And he, like, dies on the floor and JoJo's like, I'll revenge you. And he uses his power to, like, super power up. And while you're watching this, Tarkus is like, I broke your neck. How are you alive? And then Jojo like rips the chains from around his <laughs> neck. His hands. And like after Tarkus is like, Tarkus... it's impossible to do. And he's like, watch me. <laughs> and then Tarkus like, as he's doing this, Tarkus is like biting down on his feet or on his teeth. And you see like his teeth break. And as I was watching and I was like, oh, that's a cool little thing. I wonder if that's going to come up. And then the next shot is him just spitting his teeth. At yeah. Him. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been in a fight, but I do love to spit my own teeth at people when we're in a brawl, you know? Yeah, that's um, the way you do it. Uh, so then JoJo basically just punches Tarkus to death, I guess. I don't I don't really remember what he does. Well, I, he, he punches him, and then he rips off his arm, and then he punches him again, and then he turns into, like, shriveling nothing, and then he falls on the floor. Right, and then their life energy is like, called Hamon, which is based on their ability to breathe. So it's basically, like, the flow of air sort of invigorates your life energy. And the zombies are, it's anathema to the zombies because they're, they're like, lifeless or whatever, so it makes them disintegrate. So then Zapelli, who was sliced in half, then transferred, according to him, all of his life energy into Jojo is still alive, lying on the floor. <laughs> How? How is this happening? And then there's also this shot of Jojo who, like, holds Zapelli's severed torso, like, as though Zapelli were lying on the ground, but there's just no, like, bottom half of him. But the shot of it makes Sapelli look like a ventriloquist doll, and it was hilarious, but on accident and like otherwise a sad dramatic moment. And I was just like, "This is the worst thing ever." Yeah, um, we're next going to cut to uh, Dio being straight up the fucking worst. Um, so he has, in true Dio fashion, taken over a castle at the top of a mountaintop. Uh, He's going full-on Sylvania with this shit. Yeah, he has also created so many zombies in such a little amount of time. Yeah. He, like... There's this girl that he's captured and he's talking about, like... This is so fucked up that this happens. I don't like it. He's, like, he's, like, talking to this woman. She's got her baby and he's, like, he's, like, oh, you don't want me to kill your baby? And she's, like, please, you can kill me. Just don't kill my baby. And he's, like, I want kill you. And all of my zombies want kill you. He gestures over to the ceiling, which is covered in zombies. Yeah. And then he, like, 
he's like, okay, so I'll just turn you into a zombie. And then she kills her baby. And he's like, ha She bites her baby's head off wish. as soon oh as God. she's a zombie. It's so gross. And then um, he's like, oh, caught you in a technicality. I didn't say that you wouldn't kill your baby. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> so that's fucked up. So then... <laughs> This is it's so weird because this the show has like all these little moments that show up and they feel like big moments in other anime and then they resolve really quickly. Um it's really strange. So Poco who is the little kid that's been hanging out with Jojo's crew. So they're all walking and they run into this guy named Mr. Adams and he's like, "Oh hey, your sister's at home. She's mad because you're not at home." But then, surprise! I'm a horrible tongue monster. <laughs> and then and JoJo kills the tongue monster. Just and instantly. then, like this other guy who looks like, um, I don't know, like a glam Mister Sinister. He like comes up. How is that? Mister Sinister is already the most glam. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I meant to say, like, a not-so-glam Mr. Sinister. Thank you. I meant to say. God, if Jay and Miles ever listen to this, they will be turning it off immediately. Yeah, they've made it 36 episodes into yeah, our show. that would be actually a pretty it. sweet run. <laughs> Anyways, he, he attacks JoJo with his feet jumping very slowly through the air and then jojo grabs his feet and he like kicks open his legs and he's like ha i've opened my legs no one could ever expect this and then he attacks with both of his hands apparently like lightning and instead of like backing up jojo just fucking headbutts him <laughs> um so th- these there's what is it? Three new guys, including Ton Petty from earlier, yeah. who I had assumed was old enough to have been dead by natural causes at this point, but apparently is not. So he's there, yeah, he's, and then one... He has not aged a second. Yeah, one guy's named Dyer, and the other guy's named Strizo. And I, I don't know... Oh my god, I hope he's named after Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so, so we have Dyer and Barbara Streisand, and then Tom Petty. And they have shown up... And they get names, and I don't know which one is which, honestly. And they don't do that much, so they they yeah. roll up, and I was like, "Oh, we got a crew! Like we, they're, we're gonna, they're all gonna have like cool variations on their powers." No, they're just kind of here. No. Um, yeah, it was like the author was like, "I want to design three more characters, but I'm not gonna use them." <laughs> Yeah, for real. And uh, instead, the very end of the episode where you think you're going to start learning about more cool things, instead you just cut back to fucking Dio, who has a bunch of dogs surrounding him that have human heads. I don't like it. Like some kind of fucking crazy person. I don't like it at and all. And also, there's and then, there's a girl in the corner, and she's uh, upset. I, I think it's Poco's <laughs> sister or some shit. And then... Um, oh, it is, because we find that out in the next in the next thing. It's Poco's sister that they were going to get. Um, so there's, yeah. it's why we don't know. Yeah. For, because he probably got, he probably did it on purpose. Cause he knows that Poco's with, with Jojo. So he got her, his sister or whatever, but how it, would they, he even know that he's got like two dog body human head people with him that talk. And then an owl with a cat head. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? What is this? Like, <laughs> of all the sh- shit that you could do, like you're 
turning an entire town into zombies with the intent to take over the world by like tomorrow and you're going to take some time for like a fun mash em up side project like what is your situation dio this guy's yeah, it's truly really confusing what his fucking what is his power set it, we discussed it, this before, no, but it's, it is just everything. So it is generic vampire tropes, which are to create zombie thralls on, like underneath you. And I think they can spread themselves. So I, he doesn't create other zombies, although I believe he has the ability to. So I think Dio can choose to, to create you as an undead zombie or as an undead vampire like him. And my headcanon is that he chooses not to create other vampires because he doesn't want the competition. So he mm. creates undead zombies. And then I think if you're killed by one of the zombies, you can become one depending on how you're killed. Um, yeah. This is all inferring slightly from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and slightly from like general culturally known vampire tropes. Um, because it's pulling from them, but it's not explicit. This is a this is what's called a soft magic system, which is basically an ill-defined magic system that kind of gets across what the plot needs it to. There is also a hard magic system. I would say Hamon is a little bit more of a hard magic system, but it's still kind of generic. Um, a good, a it's better, weird and dumb. a better version of a hard magic system is going to be the the system of Nen in Hunter X Hunter, which we're just now starting to explore. Um, and yeah. basically hard magic is a magic system with a, a pretty well-defined set of rules. Full metal alchemist is a, an extremely good example of a hard magic system. Um, Avatar, the also last one airbender, of the best animes ever also made. a good example. Soft magic system is going to be like the best Lord of the Rings Come at me, bro. Harry Potter. So, uh, this is on the softer side. His other ability that is not vampiric is he can make himself so cold that he can flash freeze you if you touch him. And that's just for fun. And it's just dumb. It's what it is. So also apparently laser beams. Uh -huh. We'll learn about that. I laser beams. Yeah. Which that one is yeah. never explained. He also has the ability never, to like, send explained. out tendrils, which is like his version of vampirism. So we've, we have not seen him or any other vampires bite people in the throats at all. Um, they do, stick their fingers in your throat which is gross and horrifying and like actually scarier i think than the than vampire fangs and that's how he can sort of like transfer his vampiric essence or whatever to like turn you into a zombie um he also is shown multiple times to be able to send out like sort of generic tendrils of things that can sort of like like stab into you like his fingers can um, and I'm not sure if that can be sent out at any point. We see it when he has like body parts that have been removed and they can like come out of the, the like amputated pieces of him. Um, it's really unclear. Um, you've been explaining this for so long. It's just I, like fell asleep. It's kind and of I woke up and you were still talking. It's kind of fascinating in that he can do so much stuff that's ill-defined. And it's just like, it really does boil down to like, does he need to be able to do something? Okay. Let's find a way for him to do it. Is he still talking about this? Shut up. So we're going into episode <laughs> eight, which is bloody battle. Jojo and Dio. So Dio's with Poco's sister and he's like, Hey, look, you can be young and beautiful and live forever. 
Um, or I can kill you, but it's your choice. And sh- so she slaps him. So he's like, okay, baghead, you're going to attack her. Which- Who's named Doobie? <laughs> which I thought was stupid. And then I thought, hey, he's trying to make a, a reference to the Doobie brothers. For and then sure. I was like, still stupid. Still, it's still stupid. Still a dumb, stupid name. Um, so and I, this was where I questioned how the characters are named. So I'm glad you find out that that's the answer, that they're literally being named after music artists. So yeah. Doobie um, has a bag over his head and it shakes around kind of like um, Leatherface, I think, is the one from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's kind of like that, but the bag moves because there's some shit underneath it. Yeah. If if anybody wants to see uh, a kind of stupid version of this, watch JoJo. If you want to see a fucking sweet version of this, you should check out uh, the one of the newer seasons of Doctor Who. Because there's this character that's completely made out of snakes, and the way that his like face comes together, it's like it's like snakes intertwining. It's really really cool. Snakes on a face. So if you want to look that up, he's a snake. Get face. these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking face. Anyways, so, proud so of Snake Face attacks Jojo. Jojo gets bitten a little bit on the face, and then he kills Snake Face. Then he then flexes the venom out. No consequences. <laughs> this is I'm spoiling my thoughts on Jojo's a little bit, but this is one of my biggest frustrations and flaws with Jojo's is that there are rarely consequences, and when there are consequences, there are rarely they rarely last long enough to do anything. Um, yeah, or they're annoying. the most extreme consequences. Uh-huh. Like, if you are not a main character, you could die immediately, as we're about moment. to see. <laughs> <laughs> so this character that's come up, his name, oh god, what is it again? Dyer? Dyer. He's gonna attack, he's gonna attack at, um, Dio first, <laughs> this right? This is so absurd, this whole sequence of events is just insane. So, he uses this like cool technique where he can like float up really fast and then come out real slow. It kind of it made uh, me think jo- a Dio. little bit like um, Killua's um, thing where he sort of creates phantom images of himself as he starts to move around. Yeah. So he then floats down towards Dio, and Dio like grabs his legs like JoJo did, and he like comes at him with his hands, and everybody's like, "He's gonna get him!" And then instead, he just his entire body gets frozen, and then he breaks him into a bunch of pieces. But before he dies, he picks up a rose with his mouth and spits it with a whole bunch of ham on it into Dio's eyeball. Yeah, and it scratches <laughs> Dio's face, so now Dio's pissed. And then, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it's it's just. I was just like, sure, okay. And then, and in the next moment, like JoJo's like, oh, I, he taught me something in his last moment of life. He taught me how to put ham on into a weapon. So I'm gonna use the pluck luck sword to fight you. <laughs> and then in the bottom right hand corner of the screen, did you get the thing that was like pluck luck? Yeah, because that's telling the Japanese people what the English uh, means. So this is if you did oh not God. catch this. This was a sword given to Jojo by one of the zombies that he defeated but sort of rediscovered his humanity before he died. And his sword had the word luck on it, which was a blessing bestowed on him by his queen when he was alive originally. And then he took his own blood and put a P in front of it to make it pluck as his own personal blessing to Jojo. And it was supposed to be profound, and it was not. (laughs) 
So it was very dumb. That's the sword that JoJo's got. So JoJo manages to chop off Dio's arm and then slice him straight down the middle from the top of his head almost all the way through to his groin. But the sword, I guess there's enough resistance that it eventually stops. And they're like, well, fuck, Dio's dead. And I, too, was in that camp until Dio started fucking talking still. Yeah. And then he, like, reaches into Jojo's neck and pulls out one of his veins. Yeah. And he's going to put, like, vampire essence inside of it. And then his tentacles come out and he, like, picks up his arm with them. Yeah. And, like, Jojo apparently was smart enough to stab his sword through Dio and into some fire that's behind Dio. So, like, the sword started to melt. This was some bullshit. Let me tell you. This was bullshit. Oh, God. And then, like, he, like, Dio pushes him off and Jojo backs up. And then, like, Jojo goes to punch him in the face and Dio, like, flash freezes his hand. And then they, like, have a moment of stare off. And in that time, Dio, oh, no, no, no. Jojo first has flexed out the vampire essence, uh-huh. which also happens. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Flex your problems and away. It, yeah. And then, like, Dio has this great moment where he, like, slaps his head back together. And then he, like, realizes that he's still a little bit off, so he, like, straightens out his face. <laughs> that was that was good, though. That was a good moment. It was stupid, mm-hmm. but it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So JoJo, he managed to push back Dio's ability to freeze things by his sword being in the fire. And so, like, the natural fire plus his own Hamon allowed him to resist being instantly frozen so now he lights his glove on fire and uses that to punch dio and then there's a certain sequence of events and i'm going to go through it because it's going to be immediately contradicted in the next episode (laughs) so what happens is dio has been punched and begins to physically dissolve as he slowly falls he launches a laser beam of, I guess, pure hatred from his eyes as he falls <laughs> from like down the cliff that is meant to like cut through Jojo. But I guess Jojo moved or some shit like it's not well explained why he doesn't hit Jojo. And there's like even a line that I just didn't bother to go back and reread because I didn't understand it the first time. But he says something about why it didn't hit him because he knocked him off course or or he had moved. I don't know. It Whatever it there. He shoots a laser beam. You see it kind of miss Jojo. It cuts through parts of the building There are no consequences. And Dio literally dissolves before our eyes, which is important because at the start of the next episode, he is fully intact, and that shit didn't happen. Why? This anime series came out years after the manga. Why did you do it and then immediately contradict yourself? Why? Wait. I'm done for now. What happens is... What happens is he's disintegrating as he falls, realizes the Hamon is cursing, coursing through his body, and so he cuts off his own head in order for it to, like, not go into him. I know, and so, but we saw him dissolve already. <laughs> no, he didn't dissolve already. <laughs> he did. He at least part of his body had dissolved, and at the start of episode 9, his body is fully intact. That shit yeah, happened. Whatever. Anyway, at the end of episode eight, Jojo cries because Dio is dead, which makes sense because even though they were like Dio was like a horrible villain, like 
Jojo grew up with him and you know, it's like hard to move on from those feelings even when somebody changes. So like I get it and it's kind of a sweet moment. And then Jojo passes out from the exertion and then Speedwagon is like, I understand why he's crying, but I at least can smile and nobody gives a fuck, Speedwagon. All right, sit down. <laughs> you did not do anything. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go into episode nine. Um, it's called The Final Ripple. Which um, I was shocked where... that there was another episode after this. Yes. So Dio, has, uh, one of his other vampire powers is rewinding and, uh, um, you know, retconning himself back into the Reverse, story. reverse. Um, <laughs> so he's falling and he cuts off his own head, which is picked up by this weird little guy. Who I, I guess he's, we've he, seen before, but like only briefly. Was he the Yeah, was he, he the guy that rescued the mask from the the burned out mansion in episode three? Yeah, I think so. The po- he's like I, the I poison think he master was the guy. guy. That got, yeah, and he got attacked by Dio and somehow is alive. Jesus. You know, that guy that is a horrible stereotype of Chinese people. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um anyways, um so he's saved um saved dio's head he's put it inside of a jar from futurama um, and he's just gonna <laughs> carry it around so now true. that will come up later <laughs> Dio's literally from the hall of presidents right now like it's fucking <laughs> it was just like it probably was not made with any knowledge of futurama doing this but man it looks identical yeah for real um so Meanwhile, Jojo has had an entire life since then. Um, in the, in the like, intervening 24 hours or so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he has gone back to find um, Arana. Was Arana. Yeah. Um, he is like, I'm going to love you forever, Arana. Let's get on the ship and go to America. Yeah, Arana's role in this story is the girl. That's all he needs to know. She is yeah. the love interest. And... Um, so Jojo gets married to her and they get on a boat to America, which I thought might yeah, be like probably in like four hours. Uh huh. Yeah. Real quick. Speedwagon is freaking his whole fucking self out about it. <laughs> he's like, he wakes up and he's like, Oh my God, they might be gone already. He will not shut up. This man, this is the kind of man you've seen screaming hysterically running through the streets. Like it is too much <laughs> Speedwagon. Get help. <laughs> Anyways, they also so, in a uh, montage destroy the stone mask that started all of this, which I was surprised by because I know something about the sequel series, and I was surprised. Yeah. Anyways, so um, there's going to be some things that happen in this episode. Most of the things happen very, like very close to the end of the episode. Um, and uh, but don't forget, Aaron cries at some birds. <laughs> yeah. So. There's a lot of not important so stuff that happens, stupid. and then there's JoJo's like sitting there drinking some wine, no, and this, he sees this. Uh, this is so weird. <laughs> the two things that happen: so we see a, a totally not Dio's body coffin being loaded onto the ship, and then Arana bursts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about uh, that. Arana bursts into tears, looking at some birds on the railing of the ship because I guess she's so happy, which like. I understand that general sentiment, but like why, when you're looking at some birds, does that come up? It's so weird. And then immediately they go to dinner and Jojo forces Erina to drink alcohol. And it's so weird. And I, I think it was supposed to be like, I think he was 
I think the author was trying to play with like tropes of the time of like women being chased and not drinking and stuff, but it just read it really read weird. Like, why is he forcing her to drink? She clearly doesn't want to. It it was weird. Yeah. Um, and Jojo is going to see um a mysterious face from his past across the room. It's Wang Chan, wine glass. the super Asian guy. <laughs> And he chases after him into the hull of the ship to find that Dio's body, his head is hanging out inside of a jar. And, and back from the future, like, yeah. And Jojo's just like, I'm gonna get you, but he can't get him because of some reason. What happened here? Wait, what? Dio Wait. says he's gonna get him. So Dio's head is in a jar, and Jojo. Dio's like, I'm going to take your body from from my own, so I'm going to shoot eye lasers out to decapitate you. And Jojo puts his hands up, and that stops them, I guess. But they're not like eye lasers. They're like like laser cords or something like that, because they just stick into them and stay there. So, like, basically Dio has punctured Jojo's neck arteries, like the big ones. (laughs) And... Now Jojo's bleeding out, and consequently he can't breathe, so he can't use his hormone because you have to be able to breathe for it, but then he like manages to anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, everyone on the ship is zombies, basically, except Arina and a couple of other hapless passengers who are summarily killed off. Um, there's one woman with a baby. She's axed in the back. And sort of falls into the room where they are with the baby mm-hmm. crying and being abandoned and shit. So yeah. um, Dio tells Wang Chan to – god damn it, that name. Dio tells yeah. Wang Chan to decapitate Jojo and he, he tells – Everybody Wang Chan tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tells Wang Chan to do that, to decapitate Jojo specifically and so that his death is quick and painless – because based on Jojo's performance in their battle earlier, he's earned his respect. Wang Chan immediately dis- disregards this and goes in for a different kill. And then Jojo does something with his hamon. And it... He do- he focuses it all to the very, like, his all of the hamon that he can get into the point of his fingers. And then, like, stabs Wang Chan in half. And then, like, Dio's like, oh, no, this is happening. Just, like, his head, though. And, like, in a way that makes his head dissolve but makes his body do what Jojo wants it to? It's so weird. So, basically... For some reason, this weird body, like, goes to break the ship and then the ship is going to explode. Because it's a steam-powered ship, so it's building up pressure. Yeah, and Dio's like... Dio's like, I'm going to get you, Jojo. I'm going to take over your body. And Jojo's like, no, you can't. And so he, like, hugs, you know, jo- Dio's, Dio's head, head to his body. <laughs> he's also... Meanwhile, he's like, Erina, take that baby. It'll be our baby. <laughs> yeah, Erina wanted to stay with Jojo and die with him there, but he's getting her to leave so that she can protect the baby that's been abandoned. So Arina climbs into the coffin that Dio had made for himself, who conveniently mentioned about two minutes prior that it was impervious to, like, explosions and shit. (laughs) So 
She gets in that. The ship explodes. Everybody's dead except Erina and the baby. And then she stands in the coffin on the open seas by herself and thinks that, like, oh, basically JoJo did, like, a great service to humanity, but no one will really ever know because, you know, it was about, like, vampires and shit that people are never going to know about or believe. And she's like, but I'll I'll know and I'll pass on, like, his legacy to our kids. And she says specifically, I realized, uh, like, a new life inside of me. And I don't know if she's talking about, like, the baby metaphorically as a new life or her own will to live even more metaphorically as a new life, or if she's alluding to the fact that she's pregnant. Because it's my understanding that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure jumps forward with a descendant. Like, they're all descendants of each other, like all the main characters. So I'm assuming that she's pregnant based off of that, like, sort of meta-knowledge of the series. But it is pretty ambiguous. It could be any of those three things. And not having seen the next series... And not having it be spoiled by the next time on blurb that I watched. Uh, I'm not sure which one it's going to be. It could be his adopted kid. It could be his biological kid because they got pregnant on their first night as newlyweds. It's not No, clear. no, that's not what happened. They held hands so hard. Oh, they, his homon impregnated her. <laughs> Uh, that would not he, be he even so weird. <laughs> yeah, he flexed a baby right into her. Uh, that would not even be the strangest thing that had happened in this episode. <laughs> no, no, I, I, we didn't even really go into like the dog heads. Oh, no, man, I, I, I honestly, like, I don't know that uh, I can because <laughs> it was just oh, so upsetting. God. So. There's a little bit of a narrator voiceover that tells us that the story of the stone mask is over for a time, but not forever. And then if you stick around after the credits of the show, you'll hear that we're going to jump ahead to like the 1930s in New York City. So I'm assuming that Erin is going to get to New York and raise the baby and or the other baby that she may or may not be pregnant with. And that that will be our main character in a couple of years um, but I, I guess we'll see sometime in the future what happens in yeah, it'll be, the next it'll series be of to JoJo. Be continued. Yeah, it sure will. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, Spencer, um, what, so, do, what do you think about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood? Um, so many contradicting thoughts. Yeah. Um, my first one was, uh, and then my second one was, okay. And then my third one was like, what the fuck? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I I honestly, um, I'm a little disappointed. I, You might remember the extreme enthusiasm that Spencer and I had when we watched the first three episodes. And I think that the first three episodes of Jojo, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure are some of the best anime episodes I've ever seen. And they also tell a complete story from start to finish. Episodes one, two, and three are a complete story. It obviously doesn't Mm -hmm. finish the story because the rest of it is told in four through nine. But it like those three episodes can stand alone as a story from beginning to end that has like a sequel hook. And they are excellent. If you don't watch anything else of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, I would highly recommend those. And when I watched them, I could not have been more hyped for the rest of the show and I felt like the rest of the show took the melodrama and pushed it further. 
took the ridiculousness and pushed it further just a little bit past where I can stand. But the thing that really got me for the rest of the show was that, like I mentioned earlier, there are consequences that just don't have consequence. Like when something happens, it either has no effect or it has effect for one second. And then the character shrugs it off. Like, Jojo is bit by super poisonous snakes and he literally flexes the venom out two seconds later. Dio is cut down the middle and he just basically expels the sword and sews himself back up. There are major things that occur and they don't have any consequence. And so the entire show feels like what's the craziest, most dramatic thing I can think of right now but then the author just abandons it. I mean, literally in their fight in episode eight, Dio pulls a vein out of Jojo's neck and he says, I'm either going to inject you with vampire vampirism or I'm going to pull. If you pull away from me, this the vein's going to snap in my fingers and you'll bleed to death. And neither thing happens, even though Jojo pulls away from him and it's just dropped. It's just a, a dramatic thing that's there to raise tension, but there's no consequence. And it's really yeah. frustrating because that's not true in the first three episodes. They are really tight and really well-told stories. And it's my understanding that it's not true as the show goes on. It, from what I know, the series builds and becomes more complex and a more well-told story as it goes on. But I think that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episodes one through three show us the potential. And then episodes four through nine do not deliver on it summarily. Mm-hmm. And – to that point, um, uh, we are going to be um, making a decision um, probably tonight. We'll announce in the next episode what the plan is for our continuation. Um, if we're going to continue with the, with the series or treat it as is like you know a first season of something, and then kind of move around and come back to it. Um, but if you want to weigh in on this. Um, I've been kind of conflicted about it. I know that Blake has talked to me a little bit about exactly what we want to do with it, but we really want to hear people's opinion on it before making a decision. Yeah. Um, so this episode, after it comes out, um, you got about a week or two before we decide on what, exactly what we're going to do. Um, so definitely yeah. weigh in on it. We'll, so, we'll decide. Right. This episode is going to be out on March 11th. So like, if you haven't said anything about this by like March 20th, um, you're probably too late. Um, so yeah. if you have an opinion, um, I personally would like to keep watching Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Cause I think that it will probably get back to the level of good that it was in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that. And I'm not going to watch it in my free time, probably, uh, if I'm not watching it for the show. So uh, if you agree that you would like us to keep going with it, please let us know. But because there is a clean break in the story here, we're going to open it up. Um, It's not the same as a show ending where we have to get a new new thing. So we're trying something. Um, Please let us know what you want us to do. You can contact us, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, Reddit. um, All of those places are good ways to get in touch with us. Um, you can also email yeah. us, I guess, if you want to, but that's probably the least interesting way to do it. So, yeah. And the other thing is too, like, even if you want to just vote on a new show and you like, you don't care either way on this, we are coming to the end of Cowboy Bebop as well. So like we, we need a new show. That's a good point. Um, so, so if you vote for a show, that's not Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and we continue with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, whether or not it be because we get more votes for that or because we just decide that that's what we're going to do, which, you know, we're, we're going to defer to you guys if we get strong voices. But um, in the past, when we've 
when we've put these questions forward, there's just been a couple of strong voices that have come out. So if it's if it's just a few people um, and we end up going with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, or if it's a lot of people that chime in this time and we still end up going with JoJo, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like we're going to keep your recommendations for alternative shows for when it comes time to replace Cowboy Bebop. Oh, so sad. Because um, that mm-hmm. is coming up real quick and we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do with that. We will also open up the floor to anyone that wants to suggest things when bebop ends. Um, so don't think that this is your only chance. If you are voting simply to have us do something to cover after bebop is over, this is not the time to do that. If you're voting because you'd like us to cover it and you don't care if it replaces JoJo's or cowboy bebop, this is a perfectly good time to do it. Um, and if you really want us to keep going with JoJo's, definitely speak up because I would like to, and I would like that vote to win. So please say so. <laughs> and Spencer is on the fence. <laughs> yeah. So let us know, and we will defer to your judgment, dear listeners. Cool. Stick with us, uh, and we'll be back with a preview of next week. Sure will. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level five sound wizard. Our podcast is ad free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patreon members get exclusive member content and unlock group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B and S get jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer get jumped or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash R slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like subscribe and leave a review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jump. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. I'm Castro. I'm also Castro. Next time. Meow, that's right. (laughs) 